Okay, let's just give me a theme song really quick. Which theme song? Just give me any theme song. It's like make up a pod slot theme song. Like a bop. Yeah, they like that. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to the Pod Slot Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Pod Slot Creative. Uh, here you are with your hosts. I'm Donnie Knowles, an editor and animator, and that is over there, Matt Sablon. Say hello, Sablon. Hello. And today we talk about uh, heroism, uh, martial arts, and um, uh, what what else did we talk about? We talked about um, DC comics, DC comics, and nude women fighting, and um, and uh, all kinds of stuff. We hope you have a, a good time. This is our first of, of hopefully many. Uh, so tune in Thursday nights for the Podslot uh, podcast. And let's fade into it now. How long does this last? The I think it's got like three hours on it, That's or even time. more. Ample. No, it's got way. It's got like ten hours on it. Ample time. Yeah, you got one of those super, super souped-up ones. Yeah, this is the joint that got the biscuit on it, right? It's got that extra the goatee on it. The <laughs> what? The goatee on the thing. Where? Is it supposed to have that? Oh, the, um, I guess. I yeah, it's supposed to have one of those. Um, I don't ha- I don't know where anything is though here. Oh yeah, me neither. Nobody yeah, I, knows where anything. That's yeah, it's a shame. We should put them together. I have one of those uh, the, the dead cats. You know, it looks like a big hairball yeah, 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 yeah. triple thing. Uh huh. Is this is this high enough? Uh, maybe I can add some more books to it. Hold on. <laughs> I think they have a lot of self-help books here. Oh my god. Yeah, look, some of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. We should talk about self-help. Self-help? All right. Uh, no! Got it. Thank you. Is that, is that, oh. Ah, that's why. Cord. Okay. Is this professional? Okay, yeah. This is professional. Do you need books? Do you need that to be up closer to your face? I think I'm good here. You sure? Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Clearly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sound like an echo, but you'll sound good on the okay. mix. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Ah. What do you got there? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. Of oh, the smell? Mm-hmm. Black and mild. Oh. I don't know. What the... is that like? It's like a shitty cigar. If you've ever had, like, a like a real cigar, it's kind of like that. You can, you, can, you can inhale it, but you don't really need to. But it's uh-huh. just, if you don't feel like... Buying like a pack of cigarettes and right. just have, feel like chewing on something, black mm-hmm. and mild with the wood tips. How long does that last? All day. Mm. I mean, you can if you're having like a long-winded conversation, you can run through it, but it, yeah. that conversation's lengthy. Do they? Do they? Now I hear people like sell, or, or the 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 thing is that people try to get kids hooked on tobacco and cigarettes through black and milds. They taste good. Does it taste like candy? In high school, always remember girls liking the smell of it because they said it reminded them of chocolate. Chocolate. The Chocolate's one I haven't heard before. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I, that's why I kind of got into it as well. And the titty bars back home, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to smoke black and milds in the club. But not cigarettes. Uh, no, nah, not cigarettes. Interesting. Because the smell. And yeah, smell it's great. a little bit more harsher. Like cigarette smell, like it smells like, ah, I can't, can't fuck with it. Right. Some people can handle the smell of the black and mild. Mm-hmm. Some people can't. Some right. people think it's a little too pungent. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Well, I think it's better than cigarette. I smelled it already. Now I noticed it was there. Is mm. your uh, is your guy is your guy blinking? It's, it's on red. And the is the is the numbers gone? Numbers are going up. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, cool, cool. Just making sure. Are we good here? I don't know. You tell me. How's, how's it sound best? Right there. Cool. Nice. Nice. Are we on? We doing this? Yeah, I think nice. so. Um, so we do do music. Oh man, I wish you played guitar. Not to fault you for not playing guitar. Not at all. Not at all. You got an intro. Um, you, got, you introduce yourself on this. Not okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, that we we should do that later. We should do a bumper. All right. You know, like when we're done, we'll yeah. be like, "This is what we talk about." All right. What are you into? Well, what are you into? Um, I don't know. Okay, well, we have talking. Uh, so you like martial arts. Oh, I am greatly involved in the martial way uh-huh. uh, as a practitioner and as just as a fascination. Do you have an origin story? To a degree, yeah. Like, I probably started wrestling since I was eight years old. Some people don't really consider that a martial art. Sure. However, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous that people yeah. don't think that's a martial Even art. Even though it's not, it may not have Asian origins mm-hmm. or something like that. It's still a combative thing. And it yeah, can still I, be used as a, a practical way to, de- to defend yourself. Sure. And I mean, Brazilian martial arts, yeah. those aren't Asian, necessarily. Exactly. The roots of the, the Brazilian ones kind of are. Mm-hmm. Except for capoeira. Capoeira, <laughs> that's the, the direct origin line of... Line of origin is from Africa. Like oh, Angola. really? Yeah, mm. definitely. Is there a reason you started wrestling? Dad was like, you're going to wrestle. <laughs> Did you? So your dad forced you to do it? Made me. Mm-hmm. Made me wrestle. Because I was like a, like a scrawny kid. Like I was yeah. always like the, the runt of the whole crew. Even mm-hmm. like all my cousins and everybody was like kind of like solid. They looked like, look like they're Pacific Islanders. Right. Like they're like thick neck and they're just like thick wrists. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what happened to this one? So my dad got me in like in a wrestling, and growing up I was like around, so like when I was nine, I was like late 80s, eight or nine, late 80s, and Van Damme flicks were out, um, Hard to Kill was out, Seagal was out, yeah. like the wild, in the look practical looking martial art movie shit was yeah. out, and my dad was always into Bruce Lee, yeah, so like a, that's like, my, my pops had like all the Bruce Lee posters, like the original like uh, Bob Speak, uh, Tom, Tom Peak? What are you talking about? The illustrator that illustrated a lot of the posters that oh, kind of reminded me of like black exploitation posters. Yeah, those are great. Or like the old uh, uh, James Bond posters. Yeah, I got, Star I, Wars I, got that, uh, I got that Enter the Dragon poster hanging in my door in my oh, own yeah. back home. And uh-huh. uh, at the, t- the top, it's like shot in the exotic China Sea. Yeah. And there's like the dude that's like hanging in the giant. And you got like Joe Kelly and the motherfucker with mm-hmm. the stance and the deep stance with the yellow gi. So I started in. Um, I wanted to do karate, and the only like karate joint around the PG County, Maryland area was Kim's Karate, like the cookie cutter Taekwondo shit. Not mm. even like a cool Olympic style Taekwondo. It was just like, here, come get your kid bid doing some busy shit. Mick Dojos, I believe yeah. they're called. It's like mega church, but karate shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Yeah. So I kind of got into that. Was doing that. Learned. It kind of was just like silly to me. So I, did you did you like it yet? Nah. Nah. I was interested in it because I just like kicking mm-hmm. and like wrestling you don't kick at all you're just like it's, it's all intimate combat close quarters so like to learn how to kick for real it's like really fun for me yeah. so I'm just like kicking all over the place it was fun and then I thought it was like I guess my dad like thought it was kind of corny mm-hmm. 
And he found this other Taekwondo joint down the street, run by like a bunch of brothers. And it was called Simba Dojang. Cool. And it was um, super traditional Korean Mungmukwan Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. Like, like we had the we did like some Korean studying like yeah. the, about the language. Like, we had to count and um, we counted in Korean. We called it a Dojang instead mm -hmm. of a Dojo. Yeah, that's great. It was it was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was like a, it reminded me a lot of Japanese karate. Mm -hmm. Like a lot, nothing wild like. Taekwondo, it's just like everything short, everything reminded me of like the Japanese style. Like how you even like wore your wore your joint, like like in Korea, it's like Dobak. Yeah. Fucking call that shit. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. And it was like the kids that were there went to my school. Right. So it was like we was all just clicked up and we were just like chilling. And it was mostly sparring. Mm -hmm. Like when we go oh. to tournaments, it was like the DC kids, that was us doing the team sparring with the, the New York kids and the Jersey kids, and they would turn into fights. Like, it wasn't even like the, like, Taekwondo point sparring is kind of lame. Yeah. Super lame. It's just like, whoever can touch who first. Yeah, I've been there. But we kind of took it. It's like, yo, who, who can we hurt first? It's like, so, we're going to punch you for real in the face with the shitty plastic headgear with shitty gloves and, and feet pads. It was retarded. Did you ever get hurt? Yeah. I got kicked in the chest so hard like when i was at kim's karate they do like the, the the school battles sure and i remember just like talking a gang of shit and i'm just like standing there not really understanding how to fight for real sure. just understanding like rhythm and pattern and, and shit like that mm -hmm. and just get land just blasted in the chest dude roundhouse straight to the sternum yeah and i just just fold mm -hmm. you know i drop like a bag of hammers i start crying i'm like fuck this this is back and then that's when I think that was kind of a, a paradigm shift. And for you know, my you didn't love that necessarily. I kind of did. Oh, really? I was like, ooh, like how was he able to do that? Like, what what's he doing? Mm -hmm. You know, even as a as a child, I was like, what the fuck was that, man? Well, there, there is something appealing, I think, about getting beat up when there's mats all over the place. You know, yeah. I went to a, I went to a tournament in Orlando a couple years ago, and. Like I was up against this. It was at Disney World. It was I was up against this like seven foot tall ginger oh, kid, shit. and right out the bat, I don't have my hands up because I'm an idiot, and he just kicks me straight in the neck, and I go down. But I'm a, it's kind of cool, that's, you that's know. Like you, you go down, and you kind of like yeah. Dragon Ball Z exaggerate and get yeah, back oh up. My, yeah, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's bad. If you want to see that, it's on Facebook. So I would love to see that. What kind of tournament was that? It was a it was a it was a Taekwondo tournament. Like the, like the point sparring. Yeah, point sparring. But got kicked in the neck. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> if you have the if you have if you want to take the choice to go hard on those tournaments, you can. Yeah. If you have like some type of understanding like when you get into it, it's just speed. Mhm. Mm speed, you hit the guy in the head the fastest, you get called the point. It's not ain't no knocking somebody down, you know, eight counts, ain't no knockouts, it's just speed. So like after the first time I got leveled in the chest as like a child, my dad was like, "Let me let's try another joint." So he found like this really um, not conservative, but just like really traditional Korean taekwondo style, and they're they're really a little bit more into the sparring, a little bit more into like uh, footwork, mm -hmm. you know, and keeping your hands up, and just like understanding like how you use your hands and how to like develop a rhythm and how to develop a pattern with all these tricks and all these striking tools. Yeah. So like. I got into that, loved that. Kind of got more into like the forms. Mm -hmm. Cause oh, it was weird. Like, it, it was like really just like, it kind of reminded me of the movies. Yeah. It's like you're hitting sharp moves and you're just like, bah, 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 and you're just like hitting mad 
Oh, funny definitely. moves, and I was like digging that. Real, real fighting fun. is super ugly. I think. You know. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree, especially when you get into practical situations. It's mm-hmm. not pretty. You know, everything. Everybody's getting hurt. Something's getting. Something's fucking up. It's not. It's not like the movies at all. Yeah. No. At all. So when I was into that, and then my dad just kind of found other martial arts. He found Kajukembo, mm. which was like the probably one of the, I think one of the first like the doctrines of MMA. Yeah. One of the, the first things where it's like, oh, we're taking Jeet Kune Do here, we're taking Kempo here, we're taking uh, Taekwondo here, we're taking all these styles and just like pour it into one. And I, I want to say that was developed like in Hawaii or some shit like <laughs> yeah. that. But like, I think I f- we got into that when we went when I made a visit to Guam mm-hmm. and like we were around like the, all the youngins and like all of my cousin, he was doing it. He was practice, practicing that like in like a fuck, like in a weird like shanty kind of, kind of town. Shanty town cool. kung fu? Kind of. I would watch that TV show. I, have, I've, oh, I haven't seen that. Mm. Enlighten. Enli- no, no, I'm saying I would watch that TV show. Oh, if, there was a, if there was like a, there's like a island shanty town kung fu experience. Mm. I'm Bach is kind I'd be of like, like, okay, do you see uh, you see Kung Fu with David Carradine back yes. in the day? You know, he mm-hmm. wanders from town to town squinting at people. Yeah. Um, so you do that, but yeah. instead of going from dusty town to dusty town, uh-huh. uh, inevitably encountering something, it'd right. be like uh, island to island. You oh, know? that's good. Across the ocean. Then you get pirates. Across the you know? you archipelago. Get, uh, Kung Fu in the seven seas, drowning. Ooh, underwater martial arts, who knows? That's amazing. That's a good, great notion. Mm. That's, it reminds me of that scene in Lionheart starring Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> where they fight in a pool, but it's kind of drained. So there's like a good foot and a half left of water yeah. in the pool. And they just get, get that. They up in that space and they're trying to drown each other within that little bit. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. You see that uh, Tony Jaa movie where he fights the capoeira guy? Where he's got like prey carved in his chest and the big dreadlocks. I've seen it. I've seen a few films where the capoeira guy has locks. Yeah, that's a that's a popular image. Yeah, it is. Mm. That's funny. That's interesting. I wonder why. It's cool. I, I kind of dig that. No, me too. It's very. Uh, what's that guy? Eddie Gordo from Street Fighter, something like Stanical. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be neat. That is neat. What's the name of your What's the name of your old dojo? The 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 Korean Simba one? Dojang. Simba Dojang. Simba. And with the patch, we had a patch that was a line. System. Simba Dojang would be a great name for that boat show. Hysterical. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. It would be. So my pops got me doing the uh, the traditional Taekwondo, got me into casual combo. We found uh, a good Jeet Kune Do practitioner, oh, George cool. Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he studied under Ted Wong, and Ted Wong studied directly under Bruce Lee. Oh, I know who Ted Wong is. Yeah, he passed away probably like maybe like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So I got to like go to like a few, a, like probably like four or five of his seminars when he'd come to the D.C. area. Yeah, real cool guy. Cool. Real cool dude, mm-hmm. and like his seminars, it's like all like the the Wing Chun stuff, like yeah. a lot of like the par- the, the parrying and all mm-hmm. that stuff. With like, and we would spar, we'd spar like a motherfucker. Yeah, we, but we would kind of keep in mind it's like uh, we're we're sparring like we do Jeet Kune Do. It's all straight, it's all straight. We're not really doing, we're hooking, but it's like we're hooking and removing. Like it's like yeah, all, all, all the tight footwork that I love that I incorporated once I got into boxing mm-hmm. when I was like when I got when I was fifteen. It translated into that, but like boxing coach is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. Like, well, every, there's, I think there's like a plethora of like schools of thought when it comes to like footwork and when it comes to like striking. And everybody has like their own rhythm, their own pattern, and they break it down. Depends on who you're being trained under. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I just really gravitate and I really, like the, the whole Jeet Kune Do, like the, just, 
straight straight jam right. that, that resonates that, well with me. So was it uh, was it uh, Jeet Kune Do like June Fan like the direct mm-hmm. technique set that it wasn't like concepts? Which no, was it's like, not concepts. Was it wasn't in the sound tone. It wasn't concepts. June Fan. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the logo was like the, the yin yang joint, the two with the arrows, and the, yeah. the, the Chinese letters around the side. Mm-hmm. It was straight up. My dad was like really like, he's kind of like like it's got to be the original shit. Like no watered down. We're not doing nunchucks. We're not Filipino. We're not. It's not sure. You know that yeah the yeah Santo shit that that thing which is cool. Yeah, I love nunchucks. That's awesome. But it's like my dad's like straight like. We're gonna learn from George. He learned from Ted. Ted learned from Bruce. Like, like, and it's just like straight from Bruce. He, like Ted just took it straight up. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't like really have his own like view on it. It was like, yo, this is what Bruce taught me. I'm gonna teach y'all what Bruce taught me. So Bruce Lee was your grand sensei. Oh, you way. could say that. That's the lineage. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. You should get a chart. That's tight. You see any of those? Uh, they keep coming out with movies about the guy who taught Bruce Lee. Whose name is like It Man? It Them Man? Noise? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't really I just thought it was like another like Kung Fu flick until somebody told me, I was like, Oh, that's the dude who talked like the Bruce Lee, that Bruce Lee joint. That's like the whole mm-hmm. idea of the thing. I was like, Oh, interesting. Well what the fuck is he doing? Like <laughs> leaping bounds, linking <laughs> yeah, like kicking the shit out of everybody up in there, like not doing like the Wing Chun thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, Cause like I thought like in the sixties or like there's a certain time period where motherfuckers fought like that like, yeah. like kung fu shit like with the with the thing open hand yeah and with the with the and the wooden wooden dummies with the the hat rack things they would always fight yeah those are kind of cool though like, yeah I like, like that I like those things like, a lot building like the dexterity and like in your hand I, I really I really like about the it man movies I haven't seen any of them I've seen like a few they're like Ugh. but well I mean I really like the image of that that is like super prevalent in in martial arts movies these days of like the kung fu guy in the suit with the hat you know i love that hat look that they do or they got the the cool tip down and not even like the the rice paddy hat just like a like a gangster like 1930s fedora looking yeah. thing they always have on that's it's awesome. like a traditional like i guess it's more like a western hat look I guess. yeah yeah but it's nice uh, yeah the uh Damn, what do you call it? Like the dapper dude? <laughs> dapper the English, dude. The Englishman? The English look? And they know karate? Mm-hmm. So something that we disagree about is uh, uh, ultimate fighting championships. Yes, the UFC. Founded in 1992 by Horian Gracie. Uh, oh, the Davey. Gracie brothers? Hmm? Does he have the Gracie brothers? Yes, ah. definitely. He's one of the oldest ones. He might have been the oldest. The One of the sons of Elio Gracie, mm-hmm. who helped define... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. It was Art Davey, Horian Gracie, and like another dude, as, like, as far as like the business aspect of it. But like Art Davey was just trying to find like some wild shit to do, I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> so he was, and Horian was like somehow close to Art Davey, and mm-hmm. Art Davey said, we're gonna put on this motherfucking, sh- uh, who's the best karate motherfucker out here? We're gonna put him in a, in a cage or, or, or a moat? Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember hearing like podcasts and, and reading things like they wanted to have a moat. Like, <laughs> yeah. some, like they wanted to be as like dramatic with all the pageantry and all that shit. I do miss that a lot. I, I thought that'd be awesome. However, but yeah. Oh, I think that's kind of gets also to the root of one of my big problems. Brilliant. Was that they, is that, is that it started, um, we, 
with martial arts and mixing them and like theatrics. And I think you need a little bit of theatrics with martial arts to make it not interesting. Be just not just like blood sport because you know you watch UFC now and they have before the fights they're just shouting into the cameras about how they're gonna kill each other. You know, like they like they do in in like professional wrestling. You know, hmm. I don't think that's theatrics. I think uh, professional wrestling has a lot more pageantry mm-hmm. than the UFC than how they treat like UFC right now. Um, a lot of the guys in the UFC, it's a little bit more like the Western sport oriented. Yeah. You know, it's and more like a little bit of shit talking. However, I do think there's a lot of athletes and a lot of the champions that practice uh, some sense of martial arts, some, sen- some sense of uh, 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 not being a jackass about it. You right. know, like there's like Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, some of the former champions, like they would bow before they entered. John Jones, the current two hundred five pound light heavyweight champion, they mm-hmm. bow before they enter the jump really into the jam. I do know I really like uh, what's his name? Leota Machida. He's, he's a, a he's a, a huge uh, traditional um, uh, practitioner of, of, of Japanese karate, yeah. you know, like 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 straight. I think he bows. He, he comes through with the gi on. He still does like the maki wara boys. How he approaches like his opponent is very similar to like how you would see like kind of like in the movies. So what would you say? So what would you say the percentage of is it, it, in terms of like people who do traditional martial arts like that versus your Muay Thai Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy? You like like the, the there's more folks getting into the mix. There's more folks understanding that. Muay Thai is a very predatory, striking art, mm-hmm. and it's great. Uh, and the people are incorporating the boxing in as well. And people are having an understanding that wrestling is a big component of it. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Sambo are a huge component to this. I think people are really getting into the whole mix of mm-hmm. it rather mm-hmm. than just doing like Wing Chun Kung Fu. Yeah, you know all and, and all. And, Wushu and all that shit. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's too many people joining like capoeira joints unless they just want to really dance and like show yeah. like, the cultural aspect of it. Folks that are trying to get into like martial arts or just trying to get fit, but they they trying to get fit. And you like martial arts and shit. You probably going to like the UFC gym or you're going to like an MMA gym, mm-hmm. and then you find Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, and, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu still kind of maintains like the the, the traditional kind of thing, yeah, but it's not. Because, like, it, it's not at all. Like, if you get taught by, like, Brazilians, like, I was taught by Brazilians, and then my coach was Lloyd Irvin, who was one of, like, the first American black belts oh. in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Cool. And we probably got, like, one of the stone-coldest, like, American sport, American sport jiu-jitsu teams out, like, mm-hmm. just, like, ripping shit, going to Brazil, handling was that, it. Was that, was that back in the day when you had to register your hands as deadly weapons? Nah, that's hysterical. <laughs> Who does it? Does Floyd do that? Who I don't does know. That? Every, like, every, every book I read in the 70s at Bruce Lee, it's like, and back in the day, you had to register your hands with your weapons with your black belt. Oh, my God. It was like a big, giant mystery to everybody. That's tight, though. Yeah, I wouldn't like that license. You... <laughs> Who, who, who gives you that license? Is that the that's state? That's a good, or is that federal? That's a good point. You would need some sort of uh, martial arts council. Oh, my God. And that wouldn't be awesome or anything. No, that ain't one. Ain't going to be one. The no. commissioning body that judges like all that UFC shit is kind of trash. Because mm-hmm. like, they're all from boxing. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Know? And they're not... It's not like the guys that are from the UFC or be, become the judges. It's only starting to become that now. There's actually, mm-hmm. actually, that's a good. That's, I do want to. I do want to ask you about that. Where, who? So, is is it, it is boxing people who started this? Like, what is it about the UFC? Like, who's in charge? 
Where do you think it's going? Um, and and why do you think it is? It, like, why do why do you think it is the way that it is? Not to say that's positive or negative. Uh huh. No, I feel you. I think the commissioning bodies come from boxing, mm-hmm. like the judges. That's why they implement a ten point must system in the UFC and any other MMA organization out there. The people that really own it, the folks that own it right, the folks that own UFC right now is Dana White and the Fertitta brothers. And they're called uh, Zufa Entertainment. Yeah. Before that, it was owned by the, the Gracies and Art David and, and this dude that used to do karate, uh, Ron Van Cleef. Like, it was, it was, <laughs> like that, the whole story of the Uf, UFC that I've been like reading and listening to, that I've like seen mm-hmm. like, firsthand, is like so, so cool and so interesting. That's why I, like, I, I love it. And I'm just a fan of like, it's not the strikers that are always killing it that are always the champions it's yeah. always like either, it used to be like the dudes that just knew Brazilian Jiu Jitsu knew how mm-hmm. to take motherfuckers to the ground and just like strangle folks yeah, and, can't really. and rip limbs were, were killing it mm-hmm. and then the strikers kind of got hip to that and started to like do some things and, and, and avoid some of the takedowns and some of the clinch work and they can just like keep motherfuckers at bay and just like light folks up which how, I love how do you think that Bruce Lee would feel about the state of MMA today Anime. As many people say that Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do is, 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 is an essential foundation to mixed martial arts. Definitely. Especially like all that direct, direct straight, straight fists, all that intercepting shit. Like mm-hmm. all that is key. I mean, Jean LaBelle taught Bruce, Le, uh, Bruce Lee how to grapple. Yeah. Jean LaBelle was like the first dude to do an MMA match with a boxer, mm-hmm. you know? And he's, was he Canadian? No, or he's from like LA. He was like, he was like a stuntman at first, and he was in Bruce Lee's movie. You see like Gene LaBelle trying to chuck Bruce Lee in the air, and Bruce Lee does a flip, lands on his feet. Mm. I forgot what film that is. Uh, what's I think it was like a Green Hornet thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't checked out the Green Hornet stuff yet, which is insane. Green Hornet's kind of tight. It seems perfect, you know? It's like, like 60s, it's serialized. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, you probably would love that joint. Yeah. There's like a lot of like, a debonair qualities to that mm-hmm. shit. There's like the mystique of Kato, and then he just comes through and just like rips it up. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Like That's the old shit is like kind of like way cooler than the new one. With uh, Seth Rogen? Yeah. Like that was like more comedic. Wasn't, who was his Kato? Wasn't Jay Chow? Was that his Kato? I'm not his sure. Kato? He was tight though. Was he? Like good? I fucked with it. I was like, ah, damn, that shit's nice. Cool, cool. I like that guy in Shaolin Soccer who looks exactly like Bruce Lee. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you got, oh, gotta see Shaolin Soccer, man. It's awesome. It's that like familiar. Uh, Steven Steven Chow is this is is this Steven he's like Chow? I don't wanna I don't wanna make any dumb statements, but like yeah, I would compare him to be like like Tarantino esque and that he borrows from a bunch of old Kung Fu movies, but also borrows some anime. And and he makes these like super elaborate homages to all Kung Fu movies and yeah. like the Matrix and he's big into Journey to the West, which inevitably gives him like a Dragon Ball feel, you know? Oh, um, Dragon and, Ball is all Jeet Kune Do, first off. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. all just like straight fists. Yeah, and, and, and like the traditional Minimal Bruce Lee uh, energy blasts that they always do. That's a Did we bring the bottle opener down here? We got a lighter. I, okay, show me how to do this. I got you. I don't it's know how like, to do this. You, you grip the shit out of the, right <laughs> underneath the, the joint. Yeah. You kind of just like have to wedge it up in there and you hurt yourself a little oh, bit. Oh, really? So it's like that move. I, it doesn't involve fire at all. No, not at all. It's just like... Jesus. 
Wow. Yeah, that's kind of, that's some pageantry. Damn. But that's man. like how it's easy. Well, thank you. For those oh, of you at home, anytime. You, uh, you, what, can you explain what you just did? <laughs> yeah, we just popped the bottle of a beer with a lighter, with the ass end of the lighter. Light work. <laughs> Light work. So what's good? <sighs> what's your uh, roots in the Marshall way? Well, um, in my generation, I think, um, is like people born in the very late 80s, early 90s. Uh, every, I think a, a huge chunk of people got started in martial arts because of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hysterical. In tandem cool, with, yeah, it's cool. In tandem with like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course. Yeah, uh, man. Which was also, it was also very helpful that one of them was named Donnie, Donatello, mm -hmm. which is very rare when you're a child of me. It's like Donatello or Donald Duck. And yeah. I was like, you know, Donald Duck's fine, but he doesn't do karate and live with a in a pizza sewer. You know, mm -hmm. that's where you want to go. And so mm -hmm. I, I did karate when I was a kid, and um, and it was and, it, and then but we moved around a lot, so I didn't really get to rise in ranks until we settled uh, in Florida. And in Florida, I. Started doing uh, Taekwondo nice. and got to my black belt and everything. Nice. And then we went to uh, Bangkok uh, oh, because my dad, and my dad's really old. My dad's uh, 74 right now. Nice. But, he's, but he's like one of those uh, strong rugby English guys. Oh, yeah. Um, thick forearms, thick yeah. wrists. Mm -hmm. One of those guys. Oh, man. Yeah, voice like, he sounds like Sean Connery. That's what's like, up. With a little bit of G, uh, James Earl Jones thrown in there. Oh, shit. And uh, so we went to Bangkok because it is cheaper to go to Bangkok to get a quadruple bypass surgery and then live there for a month. Than it is to do it in America. I um, bet. At least circa 2006, and um, yeah. and so I went over there, and while we were there, I did uh, Jeet Kune Do, and I did Muay Thai. Yeah, Muay Thai. Um, that's what I assume. Yeah, and I, I was like, I don't know, I was already a huge fan of Bruce Lee when we got to Bangkok, so I spent my like half the time in the markets of Bangkok trying to find those yellow Onitsuka tigers. He wears a game of death, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, which one, I did find onesie? eventually. And I was known in the Bangkok hospital, Boomerumgrad, as the boy with the yellow shoes. That's which is nice. Um, and oh, then uh, I got back and I just kept doing it. Um, Where do you find a dude that teaches Jeet Kune Do in Bangkok? The Bangkok Fight Club. Um, Where in Bangkok, though? Like, well, um, well Bangkok's kind of that's like a big city. Yeah, it's a big city, and I don't remember exactly where it is. Like, I'm sure it's Googleable. It's uh, wild. But uh, but yeah, they do June Fan there. Um, nice. And nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't concepts. Um, yeah. But concepts also because like living in the Bahamas and Florida, you're like really kind of super limited on what martial arts you can take. You know. Yeah. And now I'm in New York where you have all like Everybody. Any, everything you could possibly take mm -hmm. and no time to you do it. Thug Jitsu. If you go uptown. <laughs> I want to do that. Uh, I want to try that like Victorian boxing. You know? Oh no! The, I haven't even seen, even heard of that joint. It's like the Sherlock Holmes stuff Get that they do. Here. Do some cane fighting. Wear pants with the with the lace in the front. Yeah, boots, lace pants. That's what's up. It's like French savat. You remember that? They, uh, don't worry. You watch Human Weapon when it was on? Human Weapon. Human Weapon. They like traveled the world. Yeah, I could hear it there. I was always kind of like turned off to it, but like a lot of the folks that I went to school with did a lot of the. Motion graphics and a lot of the visual effects for it. Mm -hmm. 
So that was dope. Yeah, so that's cool. But um, yeah, so that's how I got started. And then while I was doing Taekwondo, it was sort of the thing where they'll also teach you weapons because I had that kind of guy nice. as my instructor. So Which weapons? What was your preference? Nunchucks. Of course. I love nunchucks. Um, I collect nunchucks. And it's fortunately, sick. nunchucks are specifically illegal in New York City. Yeah, because motherfuckers go wild here. Imagine the 70s in New York oh, in yeah. 42nd. I bet folks had chucks in the in the, in the the jacket. <laughs> Just line hanging it. around, like tucked yeah, under their collars with the chain. Uptown, you go to the Bronx, I bet motherfuckers are on that yeah, shit. the Warriors. Easy. Easy. Because like, it ain't as, it's as rigid as it is now. Yeah. Like even like when I came here like in 03, but like my aunt and my cousin, they, they were up in here for like the longest time. So like we'd visit them here and there as we'd like travel like up the Northeast. And so like we'd always stop through, we'd stop through Midtown, then we'd stop through up in the Bronx and go to Queens. So it was like, we always like see shit. So like, we, I'd always like see New York like in the, from the car, like in the nineties. And then like I, I started living in yeah. 03. And I was like, oh shit, this is kind of fucking weird. Like, this is like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like that car's on fire and ain't nobody gonna do nothing about that. Oh man. That was the lawless New York of days past. I bet it was even wilder, like in the eighties, in the seventies. Yeah, the eighties was just a giant Mad Max apocalypse. Yeah, I think. that's what like, that's what I hear, and that's what I that's what I read, and that's what like older folks tell me. Like mm -hmm. my aunt, she's like, yeah, don't fuck with like this ain't this is nothing, right. and this is like ninety nine. Yeah, like this ain't shit. Like they're, they're gonna put that car out in, in, in twenty minutes. Before they just let the, the car burn down to, hey, to every, nothing, till it was ash. Every frozen yogurt store was poison. Man, it's like this. Forty Second Street was all titty bars. It was like all rub and tugs. It was like all nuts. Oh really? It's all stupid. It's like it was all like it was all like a, 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 a what do you call it? just a, a frustration. Yeah. Yeah. So always you always seem frustrated and annoyed. Because, like, now we can, like, we can walk around now and not get harassed. Yeah, no problems. Not, no nothing. You can still go to the, the titty bars are kind of minimal. There's, like, only, like, a few that, I, like, I love to frequent. And, like, the rubber tugs are still around. Like, all, like, the debaucherous shit is still out there. It's just not in brick, brick <laughs> right neon signs, yeah. you know? It's, it's kind of, like, on, on the low a little bit. A mm. little bit. Mm. But mm. you can still find the shit. Days of the past. So, who are you? Who am I? Who are you? Man, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to draw teddies. <laughs> I'm just trying to animate them. You know, I have noticed that. Uh, that I was at a we had a we had a company party recently. Onslaught had a yeah, party. Yeah, I should have never went. I should have left when I when I thought I was gonna leave. <laughs> I was gonna slide. I told everybody I'm just gonna slide out the fucking window. I don't go to no onslaught events. I'm just out. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, but you did it. You stuck around. Yeah, I stayed, drank late, watched everybody get drunk. Yeah, was like, damn. that was a good time. I want to, uh, I want to see our company IDs that we took during that. Oh, you see, what company ID? Yeah, the joint in front of the in front, in of, front the, of the joint. No, in front of the the nude men. Yeah, that's cloth. hysterical. Uh, so uh, those so, never get released. So while you, while we were there, it was described to me that if you have a free second, you will be spending it drawing naked women fighting. Definitely. And I have only Always. experienced this to be true. Yeah. Where, what is that about? What's, where does that origin come from? I always enjoyed drawing like the female nude mm -hmm. and coming up in a grappling background. Um, I love how the, the bodies twist yeah. and they get tangled up. Um, going to art school out of all, throughout all my like, college, college career, 
like you're drawing like still like, like like private art schools like I went to Pratt I went to the National Academy of Design I went, graduated from SVA mm-hmm. like you're always like doing like still life drawings and figure drawings and it's always like the most interesting thing about figure drawings is like if the if it's like an old lady or an old man or if like they're just uh, abundantly obese like mm-hmm. those are the funnest things to draw or if they're like well uh, costumed oh interesting those are the best because there's more character to it there's more there's more to it, you know, you can kind of like have more fun. If they're just like a slender piece, you're just trying to get your, your handwork going. You mm-hmm. know, you're not really like, it's just, it's more, it's less fun, it's more like drilling and trying to like understand light and value and just get, how, how do I use color? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not really, when you get like the really weird people and the really weird figures, that's when it's like, damn, like how can you like have fun? Like, cause you're trying to draw the shit nice and, and, and be like as well rendered as possible, but it's just like, uh, Fuck it. Like, let's just go ham. <laughs> yeah. So, like, go, growing up, my dad was a photographer. So, mm-hmm. every time I go home, I see, like, all these pictures of, like, all the old tournaments and, like, all the old matches and all these grappling matches and old wrestling matches. And just I was just looking at those. And, like, that's a, so weird and just so interesting and so fascinated me. And not, it wasn't too many females in grappling arts. Mm-hmm. So, I just, like, switched the, the, the script and just turn every, just turn pecs to titties and mm-hmm. cause like you get in wrestling you see the undercarriage a lot yeah you know you see like the in between you see the armpits you see underneath the thigh the back of the knee underneath mm-hmm. the growing you know it's like oh that's awesome I'm just, that's just gonna be a vagina and an asshole <laughs> and a foot right there so, so you would draw so you would you would you have men that you were that you were at first because like? that was the first reference yeah it's like oh these are dudes and they have pants and I draw the pants and I'm like this is kind of Fuck that! I'm turning all these into ladies. <laughs> yeah. like, I'd rather draw the female nude because, like, in, in school, like, it's mostly the lady. Like, only chicks do like the nude figure drawing shit mostly, mm-hmm. and that's always fun. It's like, oh yeah, we're having like a female nude, female nude model. It's like your aunt walking in the door. <laughs> she gets disrobed and is like really dramatic with the shit. It's just hysterical and, and fun. Yeah, super fun. Well, I imagine you really have to work on the on your like reveal that you do as a nude model. You know, if you walked into a room full of like people and they're gonna look at you, you're gonna be like, "I'm in charge of this room." Like, like you gotta, you gotta come out like like smoke's coming out around you, and you're you're rising up from the stage like Bowie. Yeah, it's like capture me. I'm ready. I'm ready to be (laughs) captured. And as soon as they just rub, it's like, are you ready for this? You have five minutes, or you have forty-five seconds, or you have an hour. Mm. Like a lot of depending on, like a lot of those art schools, it's like, oh, we're doing five-second sprints. Uh, in art school, when you're doing figure drawing or if like in painting class or drawing class, mm-hmm. it's a lot of drilling. Yeah. So you have you get a better understanding of how you draw, how you understand drawing, how you understand what the fuck you're looking at. <laughs> if you're looking at what you're looking at and you're translating and how you're translating that onto your, your canvas or your paper, how you develop that relationship. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be like high rendered and like super nice and shit. Fuck all. I, that's not my style, but. I appreciate and I love when I see really high rendered illustrations or just anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'm like a little bit more crunchy and a little bit more a different flavor, different taste. So how do you feel about like uh, about those like exploitation movies in the 70s? Because I, I, I imagine there's a lot of reference there of women. Fighting. Love it. Women Foxy. In prison and, um, yeah, Willie Dynamite. I, what I don't like, I like the Foxy joints, the fact the Pam, whatever Pam Greer was in because yeah. it was a, a, the female was the 
the, the power. She mm-hmm. played the power figure. Like at Willie Dynamite and all the other pimp joints, it was always the chick getting slapped the fuck up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't want nobody doing that to my grandmother. I don't want nobody doing that to my auntie. Like, what the f- I was always that, that shit would always cringe me. Because, mm-hmm. like, I grew up with, like, mostly ladies. Yeah. I grew up, like, with my grandmother and my aunts. And they're the ones, like, hitting dudes with the skillets and, like, throwing shit and yelling and yapping. Yeah. So, it was, like, I always saw, like, the female as, like, a really powerful figure growing up. Mm-hmm. So, I think that just translated well when I drew and illustrated the these tangled bodies yeah and just to make them females and put them in like these power positions like the lady would be standing over another lady and you see her vagina and she's just like (laughs) with the clenched fist ready to just ham out yeah yeah we're in the city guys you can hear it you can't hear that shit (laughs) something's going on outside Something's always going on. Because we are probably across the street from like the police precinct, gas station, storage facility. It's always live. Mm. It's, a, it's kind of the worst and the best mm-hmm. because they'll still fuck with you. Yeah. Like right outside. <laughs> yeah. Because like sometimes they feel like if you ever get a chance to like work really, really late and you just like go out and walk around. Like one time I, I went outside just like walking around just like to have a cigarette. Like, I walked up the block, down the block, and I walked down the block, the side, same side as the precinct, and I wasn't crossing at the crosswalk. I was just going to cross where you would enter the building. Yeah. And then, like, this Jeep Cherokee pulls up, and I'm, like, looking at my phone, got the cigarette in my hand, and I'm, like, about to cross, and I'm doing, doing like, the double Dutch move. Like, yeah. I'm moving in and out. Like, is this car going to go, or am I going to go? Did they let me go, or should I just let them go? I'm just going to let them go because of the car. And he could kill me. So the, the Jeep pulls up, and the, this dude with the hat, and I see the vest, and I see the badge, oh. and I see the other dude. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me. He's like, what are you going? What are you doing? I guess they thought I was cutting through the... Uh, oh, the police station alley. Yeah, and you're not supposed to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Or he thought I was escaping. Well, who knows what the fuck <laughs> yeah. he was th- talking about. He was like, where are you going? I was like, uh, uh, and threw me smooth the fuck off. I was like, uh, I'm just trying to... Go, uh, you asking some tough questions right now. I'm just trying to go to work. I know it's two in the morning, but those are the hours that I keep. Yeah. Like where you work. I'm like, I work, I'm, I'm stuttering, sweating immediately. It was nuts. The motherfucker came out the car, uh, fucking sat me down, like uh, patted my pockets. Uh, didn't take my name, didn't take my driver's license, didn't ask me like too many, like about me. Like he was just like, where are you going? Like mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? You just smoke. I was like, I'm just smoking a cigarette. You smoking a cigarette, right? Where, where are you coming from? Like. Something caught his eye and his interest where he thought he was just like, where the fuck did this r- raggedy? I was like, my hair was like, oh, fuck that. I guess like I was like t- tired looking. Mm-hmm. And so he like sat me on the curb and was just like, he was really interested and had some, was trying to do something. And I was like, I'm just trying to go to work right there. Luckily, there was like some workers working like on the tile uh-huh. by the door. So I guess he thought I was working with them folks oh. or some shit like that. I was like, hey man, I'm, work- I'm right there. I'm right there, right across the street. I'm just trying to go to work. <laughs> And I was like, so like they, they pat, they finished patting my pockets, like like fucking up the collar of my shirt. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? I'm like, cause I was glad, cause like if they would have ran my name, they would have seen that DUI from a few years ago. Oh and then no. that would have been some shit. I'm yeah. Like, Damn. Oh, this is what I've been trying to avoid since that happened. So you're really hazardous working right across from the police station. Yeah, so that's why I just keep to. You gotta keep, keep to this side of the street. Yeah, Stay I don't north. cross that street at all. 
<laughs> I don't care if, there's, if they get the best Thai food across the street. I'll go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. I should just get that checked out, though. Speaking of heroes. <clears throat> bring it. There is, a, there is an argument that we are destined to have. Um, and it is over that most iconic of bird planes, uh, uh, Kal-El, Superman, Man of Steel, Young the game. new one. Um, why don't, tell, me what, tell me what you think about, about Superman, the Man of Steel. What, do you, what, do you, uh, what's, what's your, what are your thoughts here? I love the idea of, of Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like his powers, straight up. He's kind oh, okay. of invincible. He kind of is just like, like the Floyd Mayweather kind of. Because like, you know he's like really good, really powerful, kind of intel- like more intelligent than most folks. Mm-hmm. However, it's kind you, of a wisdom to him. Yeah, definitely. There's a mystique about him because he's alien. And I think a certain amount of people know exactly what his Achilles heels is. Mm-hmm. And it's devastating. It's true. Yeah, and the only, and this is my argument with him and Batman, because a lot of my friends are like, man, Batman will beat the bricks off of Superman. <laughs> sure. I'm like, you guys are retarded. Who got laser vision, man? And everyone's like, well, Batman, he'll predict, he'll foreshadow the motherfucking laser vision and have everything in order before he even gets the, la- before he can even see you. I'm like, y'all are stupid. Until I saw this animated joint where. Superman confronts Batman, and Batman, Batman's back is towards Superman. Superman takes his left hand, puts it on Batman's right shoulder, and Batman, I guess it's like a Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi toss? It's mm-hmm. like a, it's, it's like a judo throw. Sure. So he judo throws the shit out of Superman across the room. And then I'm watching this with nothing but Batman freaks. <laughs> and we're all, we're at the gym, actually. Right? Yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA gym, everyone. I'm the only Superman fan for some fucking reason. Like That's brave of you. Yeah, but that's brave enough. Because we're like, yo, yo, y'all don't see? Like, what's up? And as soon as Batman, like, it's a good judo. It's like some whoever animated this shit knew the hand placements, knew the footwork, and knew how to, yeah, they how got to the, show the throw. They got the Mortal Kombat people for a lot of the new ones. Oh, my God. Because they did don't that versus game, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the WMAC Masters. Mm-hmm. Remember that shit? Yeah. Oh, my God. So as soon as Batman throws Superman, everyone's like, you see, motherfucker, what the fuck is wrong with you? Batman can whoop Superman's ass, and then Batman takes out the, the kryptonite, and it's a wrap. I like the Superman character. I like Man of Steel. I like that whole lore. Yeah. Love it, actually. Yeah, Superman's great. I like I, it when it's done, like how it was most recently done by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is correct, yes. yes. Definitely. Definitely good. Yeah. Kevin, they brought Kevin Costner back. They brought Kevin Costner back. Russell Crowe is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I love all the little details about it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I thought it was dope. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Immortals. Yeah. Two doors. Henry Cavill dates Gina Carano. Gina Carano is a former Strike Force champion, one of the first female pioneers in MMA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um,. Do you have any quarrels with well, the Superman character? Well, okay. or just No, I love Superman, yeah. uh, personally. I think that Superman has the advantage of being a superhero that is about heroism because he has the option to do whatever he wants, pretty much. So whatever he 
does really has an impact, I think. Um, because when you're, it's basically like, here's God. What's God going to do? Interesting. Yeah. You know? Um, I think, I like that he gives himself some guidelines. Like he's not yeah. going to kill. He's not going to like really try to destroy some shit. He's going to mm-hmm. try to save as many people as he can. Well, and I think one of the best uh, thing, best pieces that showed light to it was All-Star Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that was great. But was it Grant Morrison? Mm-hmm. Oh, the book was all coming, yeah. Was it Grant? I don't know. No, it wasn't Grant. Andy would know. It was the bald dude. Yeah. The, the bald, bald guy that wrote mm-hmm. that one. And I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, my favorite part about Man of Steel is how he saved all those people by destroying Metropolis. You know, when, all, when, he, when he took all those buildings down mm-hmm. in Metropolis, mm-hmm. and then he murdered that guy. Zod. Zod. At the end. Yeah. Spoiler? Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Well, I'll, I'll put a spoiler tag in the bunker that we're going to do yeah. for the beginning of the episode. Okay, basically Michael my Shannon problem with Man of Steel is, not to beat around the bush, is that I think Superman is just a little dumb in it. Like, like as a guy... He's a little absent-minded. He doesn't seem to think about anything in the movie. Um, And nothing that anybody says to him really has any impact. He's got one dad being like, do this. He's got another dad being like, do this. And then he doesn't really do either of those things. And then at the end, when they're like, what do you think about what you did? He'd be like, I bet that girl thinks I'm cute over there. Hysterical. He's conflicted. What can, what are the conflictions of someone with godlike power? Well, okay, I will say though, if he was gonna... born in in Kansas, you know, well, he was born not... in like a rural part of the of America, mm-hmm. grew up on like a, on football, which he says. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He says, "What's more American? I was I was born on a farm in Kansas. That's What's true. more American than it's that? It's very American. I'm pretty sure there's and, a hundred things more American than that." And I will say, him being such a giant idiot will be a really good counter in the next movie with Batman. Like, I think oh, if they play point. that, how, how Superman, like, That's totally cool. doesn't get yeah. that he's doing all this damage. And Batman shows up, and he's like, what are you doing, you yeah, know? Who is this lame? What? You ain't got no money. You just broke with all these <laughs> you're, just a, you're just a big guy. You just got all the muscles, don't even know really how to use them. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to do the, the kryptonite joint, if they even do that. I think they if got they it bring at that. some point, don't they? Like. Probably. I mean, they hint at, like, Lex. They, le- they hint at a lot of cool things, which is dope. Yeah. But that's a great point that you brought up. I, that, that fascinates me. Like, he doesn't really have... He doesn't really reflect too much, mm-hmm. essentially. He's, like, more reactionary. But the way the story is built up, he's just act reacting. There was this point of reflection where he, he goes to the, the church... Actually, you know, I actually really like that part. Should just like roll with these dudes. Yeah, if I'm not just going to be a giant dick about Superman, I will say I really liked that church scene. Really? Yeah, I did. I was like, I know. I think I felt some kind of way. I was like, I think that's just my me being against or just being feeling some kind of way with all the church shit. Mm -hmm. So, but proceed. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, but like thinking about it as as a character that was designed in caveman times to come out and and. And sort of like have to face this 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 vast representative of morality, and be like, hey, like they're like, what's up? I, both of us are very like surface level morality, you know. What sh- what should I do here? 
you know, and he was like, we should kill all those drones or whatever he says, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and I do like that a yeah. lot. And I loved, speaking of, of I guess I'll just, I'll just talk about how much, how much I like Superman. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks who are waiting at home. Uh, I loved Falra, the, uh, the Krypton woman. Like with the short black hair, who was oh, Zod's right hand lady? Shoulder piece. On the, shoulder yeah, piece. She a lot was of, awesome. That yeah. that fight in Smallville was one of the like I think as far as superhero fights go. Oh yeah, was, that was exactly hard. what you should go for. And they had the big dude, but they didn't really like introduce the big dude. They just yeah. showed Shorty just whipping, just like wrecking shop. Mm-hmm. Like, None of your recon, none of your naked seals can fuck it. I'm gonna throw this dude at your helicopter. Yeah. Then I'm gonna throw my man at your jet, and he's gonna just straight <laughs> crush it. Yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, what's it, uh, Stabler from Law and Order there? Yeah, like that yeah. Gun moment the dude, he's like, oh, I just got this pistol. It's all like, it's all I got. And he went for it. Yeah, that's. T- I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, would you concede in defeat, or would you just let off with the with the? The weapon that you think is the most valuable mm-hmm. at the moment. He did what he could do. He said the dude from Law and Order. All right, so, all right, so Batman. Speaking of Batman. Hard. Ben Affleck. How you feeling about that? Dope. Ben Affleck's what? 6'3", 220, comfortably. Mm-hmm. Solid stature for the Batman-esque person. Can direct and star and stay buff the whole time. Have you seen the town? Have I actually seen haven't seen the town, no. Have you seen Fargo? Fargo sucked in my ass. Even oh, though I saw it on the plane on like a six inch screen, all I was doing was just like drawing half the time. I was like, this is ass. That new Fargo show looks dope though. Oh No, there's a Fargo show. Yeah, but it's not a, It's not the same plot. It's just like, it's got the same creators and has the same feeling, I guess. But the actors in it are awesome. Like Martin Freeman's in it. And uh, and I think Sam Rockwell's in it. And like Sam Billy Rockwell's Bob Thornton's in it. There's gonna be some dancing. <laughs> what? Sam Rockwell? Yeah, going to be Sam some dancing. Rockwell, He's great. He always dances in his films. Yeah, why is that? That's tight. That's I guess he just like likes his... dancing. And if you're Sam Rockwell, you can probably just dance whenever you want to. That's his calling card. Mm. <laughs> dancing? In Hitchhiker's Galaxy, he's it, dancing. Yeah. Ah, I love that movie. I love how he's doing a George Bush impression like, yes, the whole time. Zaphod and Evil Brooks. That's a wild show. It's a wild movie. Fargo series? Yeah, I'm telling you. Gonna, I think it's uh, actually don't don't trust me there. I was gonna say it's Netflix original, but I think it's AMC. I don't know where it is. That's dope. Fargo series. Sublime. Fucking ass. I'm gonna be a tight goddamn Batman. He'll be all right. Who would you rather see as Batman? Well, that's the thing. Is is as much as we're deriving Michael ben B. Affleck, <laughs> it's like impossible to cast Batman because you're casting. Everybody gonna hate whoever the fuck Batman is. No, that's true because he's not perfect. Val Kilmer, everyone thought he was gonna be ass. He kind of was. Yeah. He was How do you right. feel about George, George Clooney was goddamn Batman. How do you feel about Michael Keaton, man? Yeah, it's true. And it, like at the time, you would think ideal, but it's difficult. Okay. How do you feel about Mr. Bale's performance? I fuck with it. It was tight. Yeah. I like Bale as that as that dude. The the I think like the the voice him trying to change his voice was like I think that's always kind of like a touchy thing how do you I don't it's just weird it's like yo I know that jaw from somewhere like ain't you him like yeah it's always kind of like a weird thing it's like how you cannot identify the dude yeah I see why he did it certainly yeah okay okay now I'm with it yeah. Since you just said that. Yeah, it's like, Since it, gonna it make would his make voice sense. Kind of weird. Especially if you're giving at it from like mega actor point of view. Yeah. You're like oh I'm a superhero. I, I don't know. Bale's 
con- conflictions with himself. It was, was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was tight. How, in the last joint, how he didn't want to do nothing, but he still like was pretty sharp. He yeah. Kind of crippled and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He still find out that Catwoman was all up in his shit. Yeah, with the clean slate. Get the, who the fuck? You know, it was like, oh, okay, you ain't fucked up anyway. Yeah, man, I just want to be such a dick about these superheroes, but there's some, blonde, there's something about you that, that only that only makes me want to be positive. No, that's cool. About these DC movies that I hate so I much. Like, I like the DC shit. I wish DC would catch up the fucking Marvel, man. Oh, Fuck no, the no, 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 no. All right, well, now, so oh, much for this. Only tight dude is the Hulk. Huh? Only tight dude in the Avengers is the Hulk. That's, uh, wrong. <laughs> Hulk is the only dude that's, like, just the most genuine motherfucker out there. Well, I think now. I'm gonna turn green. I'm big as fuck. You're, what, you're a god? And if I can't, I'm gonna grab you. And if I can't do that, okay, then we might negotiate some next actions. Sure. But I'm gonna grab you by the fucking leg and slam you left, right. I'm gonna just ragdoll you. That's true. He did do that. Thor was fine afterwards. Which is why he did that in the first place. Because yeah. he's like, oh, he won't even mind this. Hulk can't do that to Superman. No, I'm surprised. Well, think. actually, that would be, be a fight we'll never see, but interesting. Oh, you know? Crossover. Remember that shit? Remember the crossover? <laughs> yeah. And all the Supermans? Yeah, I do remember. That was, uh, that was a ridiculous time. That was time funny. The, Wolverine, yeah. Batman. Yeah, the thing is, Wolverine, Batman, and there was like that a was Robin Jubilee hybrid. As his sidekick. Jubilee. Because remember, Jubilee used to be super popular in like the 80s or whatever because of her like style. She had the yellow coat and like the things. And the the EDM graph and the immediate EDM party pyrotechnics. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jubilee needs a comeback personally. We got all kinds of young women who could play Jubilee. Fuck yeah. I'm with that. Bring Mm -hmm. back Jubilee. Three trilogy. All Jubilee, all Asian <laughs> music, Jubilee. Yeah, okay, all fine. rain boots, yellow jacket, stupid sunglasses. All right. All right, fine. Okay. What DC shit would you want to see? Wonder Woman, first of all. Here we go. But I don't want to see Zack Snyder. I don't want to see Zack Snyder do Wonder Woman. Who would you want to see do Wonder Woman? Um, well, I would have loved Joss. to have seen Joss. Back in the day, before they were like, yeah, just uh, no way. And then he made the movie that was so popular, they played it in outer space. Um, other than him, let's see, he was really good. Um, do you want Aronofsky to do like a superhero flick? I well, here's the thing: is Aronofsky's like a really cynical dude, and he was about <laughs> he was about to do Wolverine, and he didn't do it, which would have been great. It would have been wild, yeah. yeah. But I think that... Still would have used Hugh Jackman in that motherfucker. <laughs> I, think, I think that's true. He's fucking immortal. I think that the biggest problem with superhero movies today, today is that they don't teach kids any lessons. You know? Ooh, speak on it. Keep going. Like, like, for example, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Batman's giving up all the time in that movie. Mm-hmm. And like... and I like feel that. And, and in Superman, it's... it's, 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 it's I mean, he doesn't really think about anything, so you can't really even represent any morals there. And but with but with Spider-Man, Spider-Man has a lot of moments where where saving people inconveniences him. You know, like he like I can feel that. Like he, he has that whole moment with the kid in the car, and he has him put on the mask. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. teaching kids. That's a role model, which I think is what superheroes should be unless you're doing a Watchmen thing of course or whatever but like these fundamental superheroes that they have action figures of 
Because yeah. um, I think I, like another problem, it, well, this is really indicative of what I, what I take issue with, is like Joker these days. Like, mm-hmm. I loved Heath Ledger's Joker, yeah. but there's this insistence of, of, of everyone who's doing Joker new to have him, like, cut his fucking face off or something. Instead of being an insane guy who wears makeup, they have to, they have to sort of justify his flamboyance with him being so over the top that he's a horror movie villain. And I think Joker is the best when he's just a crazy guy and not necessarily someone who takes a knife to himself all the time. It's just so overtly gothic. Interesting. And, 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 and it's not the kind of Joker I necessarily enjoy. I think, the, I think Mark Hamill nailed it, but of course we gotta re- review the animated series above all costs, you know. And Mark Hamill these days would make a good Joker too, you know. Uh, just as the voice though. I mean, maybe he got that weird... He, he He's got, got that he fucked got up smile. face now, too. You know, oh, remember, really? remember, he lost his face. And oh, then they put it back together, and now it's all, like, crazy Vader-looking. You know? When did that happen? Uh, in the, you know, it, between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, he got in, like, a really bad motor accident. I'm not sure if it was motorcycle or car. But, um, but he had crazy scars on his face. Um, in the Star Wars Christmas special, he's got, like, three inches of makeup caked on to hide it because they didn't know what to do yet. Um, and then oh, in the Empire Strikes shit. Back, at the very beginning, he gets attacked by that big abominable snowman wampa yeah. thing and slashed up in the face, and it's because his face was all fucked. Um, so now that. that he's aged, it's like like really apparent that he that he got really messed up as a young guy. And I think like that with the makeup over it, and now he's all buff for Star Wars, and we're and we're and everyone's being like, how are we going to replace Heath Ledger? I think we replace him with Mark Hamill. That's hysterical. That's funny. If he makes fun. a comeback or something, you know. The, the work he does with the animated series is tight. Yeah. Like the, the type of tone and inflection that he, mm-hmm. that he puts on it. It's like, damn. Yeah. And Even it's all, and he's kid. so funny, mm-hmm. which is important, you know. That's the writing, though, right? Yeah. But that's, that's, what I think is, that's what I think people miss is the Joker being funny, you know. He was, I thought he was funny. I thought the Heath joint was such a good embodiment yeah. of what that character was. He did a really was. good job. Especially when he walked outside the hospital and was like trying to click the button and mm-hmm. the shit didn't really work. And he was like, what the <laughs> fuck is up? The nurse's costume yeah. and everything. Yeah, that I was thought, funny. I, I thought at least that point. Yeah. At least that point it was all right. And when he had the, the pencil on the table, mm-hmm. the dude tried to come regulate and he just like took his fucking head and put his face to mm-hmm. it. I was like, that's... That's hard. Yeah, Michael J. White, that guy. That was Michael Jackson. That was Black Dynamite? Black Dynamite. Get out of here. And Jax. I am smiling. (laughs) You like Black Dynamite? You fuck with that? I love Black Dynamite, yeah. That was my shit. Tommy Davidson in that joint is my favorite Mm -hmm. motherfucker. I just love that that very first scene where it's his brother who's English. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so funny. My favorite scene in Black Dynamite is when they're all in that diner. Those are my two favorite scenes. Because mm-hmm. Tommy's like, what's ridiculous is the service in this motherfucker. Bitch, do you see us? <laughs> and then she addresses him. And she's like, and then Tommy's like, I want two sausage patties, two hot dogs, sliced down the middle twice. Bologna, fry that up into a dome. Slice that. Take the spatula. Uh, smush fried. <laughs> 
and one waffle, please. And some weird shit like that. And then they go into this round robin of trying to figure out what the fuck is up. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of just like stupid conversations I have with like my fellas. And it's yeah. just like we're just going just outlandish. Sure, sure. Outlandish shit. Oh, well, we're topping off at about an hour now. And nice. I, I think that's a good time to uh, say our goodbyes. Um, what's your name again? It's Ice. I see E, I control everything. This has been Ice and Donnie. And um, we hope to see you next time where we will be speaking with Andrew Betch. Betch? Is that. Big Andy. Big Andy. Young Beard. About Godzilla through mm-hmm. the ages. Godzilla!